Here we are again this week with another episode of Who is the Man of the Shroud? Thanks to our listeners for continuing to tune in and follow us on this exploratory journey that has now produced 30 individual podcasts. Wow. And to think that in many ways we've barely scratched the surface of what there is to talk about with regard to the Shroud of Turin. So welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Cheryl White from LSU Shreveport here in the studio with co-host Father Peter Mangum of the Cathedral of St. John Berkman. In this, our 30th episode, we're going to focus some attention on physical evidence embedded in the shroud itself, this time soil deposits. Since beginning this podcast six months ago, we've dealt with topics related to bloodstain evidence, pollen evidence, and yes, even the possibility that an imprint on the cloth reveals the presence of ancient coins over the eyes of the man of the shroud. Each of these are interesting in their own unique way, and each adds something unique to the corpus of knowledge about this artifact. In the case of soil evidence, the growing consensus is exciting and compelling, and the suggested points of origin of these samples align, not unexpectedly, with an identical journey demonstrated by the pollen evidence. While it's hard to believe that we are now 30 episodes into this remarkable exploration, it's also exciting to look back and see just how much knowledge we've been able to share and hopefully enrich the minds and hearts of many seekers. The Shroud of Turin, at a minimum, speaks to all of us about a specific event in human history, a specific individual, and focuses our attention on Jesus Christ, whether or not one chooses to believe the cloth is authentic. And Dr. White is right that, in the case of the physical evidence, it is consistently the same conclusion that is reached. The cloth was in Jerusalem at some point in its history. At the time of the 1978 Shroud of Turin research project, soil samples were taken from the cloth using a sticky tape method. Follow-up studies of those particles established that they were chemically quite similar to known soil samples from the old city of Jerusalem. In 1978, ultraviolet spectroscopy detected unusual concentrations of particles on the part of the shroud nearest, not surprisingly, the soles of the feet. Further microscopic examination proved that the area so responsive to the ultraviolet examination was, in fact, dirt as reported in the Shroud of Turin Research Project's history. These same findings were also reported for areas of the cloth corresponding to the nose and knees. Yes, and following up on that, further examinations in 1982 revealed these sticky tape samples to be quite similar to limestone. Intriguing to scientists because the crystalline structure of limestone often provides a signature pointing to a specific geographical source. More testing was brought to bear, and the conclusion was that the shroud limestone samples closely matched limestone found in the Jerusalem area, matching specifically travertine aragonite found only in the old city of Jerusalem. The meaning of this finding is clear. At some point in its history, this piece of linen cloth known as the Shroud of Turin was in the old city of Jerusalem, and its soil signature is most heavily deposited in places where it would naturally be expected, the nose, the knees, and the feet, consistent with someone having both walked and fallen on this particular soil. That's exactly right, and yet the science doesn't end there. From 2009 to 2011, the University of Padua examined debris vacuumed from the cloth, 
while the backing cloth was removed in 1978 for STIRP and again in 1988 for the carbon-14 dating process. The findings were subsequently published by Padua Researches and are mentioned specifically in Dr. Giulio Fonti's work, The Shroud of Turin, First Century After Christ. The research team from Padua took soil samples from around Jerusalem and found them to be quite similar to those particles found on the shroud. Interestingly, the same testing has also been applied to the related relic you've heard us mention here before, the Sudarium of Oviedo. You guessed it, no doubt. The soil comparison yielded a close match to the Shroud of Turin and the Limestone of Jerusalem. There is no question that methods of soil and pollen testing will continue to evolve more specifically, providing even greater corroboration of what is already known. The importance of this area of research is apparent, and to be clear, the soil samples taken during the Shroud of Turin research effort in 1978 were limited, without presupposing that we could ever be certain of their geographic origin. It is hoped that one day the custodians of the Shroud will permit further soil testing. We've pointed it out before, but it merits saying again in this context. The Shroud of Turin Research Project of 1978 produced the major evidence used for testing well into the future. The world of Shroud scholarship can only benefit by more testing being permitted, and of course we are all hopeful that new generations of scientists and other researchers will be given access to potentially unlock more and more mysteries. As of now, such permission seems unlikely, but imagine what knowledge might be gleaned from a new project today as comprehensive as STIRP was in 1978. The soil evidence is just one aspect that would benefit from further testing. In previous episodes, we've also talked about pollen and blood analysis as well, which would greatly benefit from advanced technologies that are available today. We will wait and see and hope. We conclude this week by reminding our listeners that all of these podcasts are available on the iTunes store and on the website of the Cathedral of St. John Berkman's. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and also just email us with any questions you might have. The evidence is staggering, isn't it? The man of the shroud fits the narrative of Jesus Christ so perfectly. Could this indeed be the holy face? The prayers we pray at Mass completely reflect what we believe. Lex orandi, lex credendi. In the Mass of the Evangelization of Peoples, we pray the following prayer to God the Father, that he look upon the face of his Son on our behalf. So let us pray. Look, O Lord, upon the face of your Christ, who handed himself over as a ransom for all, so that through him, from the rising of the sun to its setting, your name may be exalted among the nations, and in every place a single offering may be presented to your majesty. Until next week, I am Father Peter Mangum. And I'm Dr. Cheryl White. Thank you for joining us for Who is the Man of the Shroud? Shroud.